The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, my buddy Jim Norton is home with a tummy ache, so I have Muay Thai expert Jamie Crowder in. I call him Jamie English. He's great. He has a good accent. We have professional wrestler slash actor John Morrison calling in, and also UFC standout Kevin Lee calls in. It's a hell of a show. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Well, listen, Jimmy's not here today. Jimmy, Chris, the producer, as you know, yes, sir. He, I hope I'm not responsible for that, but I think he caught a stomach bug. Well, I don't think. That's what he says. Yeah, definitely. He texted me this morning. I know. So we had... This is what's nice about being in the um, heart of Manhattan, is that it's not like in LA where it takes, you know, this... Well, if you hit traffic at the wrong time, it's one thing. But, you know, with the subway system and everything, like... If you know somebody, like Henzo Gracie Academy is is right right near Penn Station, right on 30th between... uh, Eighth, seventh, and eighth. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm going to introduce you. <laughs> so what am I asking you? But uh, so it's good. So I have like a lot of my martial. I mean, that's where that was like my college, the Hensel Gracie Academy. You know that, Kristen Producer. Of course. Yeah. So I have a ton of martial artists I could, you know, choose from to be like, you know what, come in and and, and be a co-host. We had you know the great, brilliant uh, uh, Sith Lord uh, John Danaher in here before. Jiu-Jitsu mastermind, and uh, we had my master, Henzo Gracie, which always pops in. So I'm like, listen, the fights just went on. I could sit here and talk to Chris, the producer, about it. He's a perfect guy to talk to. Jamie, I'm looking at you for a second. Okay. But, but, because Chris can't really answer me with that. But, I mean, Chris is great to talk to, but he's not exactly a martial artist. He's great. You're great to talk to. Thank Banter, you, and you know what's going on. I know you watch. Yeah. So I want another martial artist, and um, I know I'm, I'm you know, I, I base myself on uh, being a master on the floor. This is really a long time. Intro, <laughs> but I wanted a guy who's uh, an expert standing up, Muay Thai expert. We got Jamie Crowder in in studio, or I call him Jamie English. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, everyone. Yes, I like that accent too. <laughs> That's one of the reasons, Jamie. Where'd you grow up, by the way? I uh, Liverpool in England. Why are you talking so quiet? I'm scared. Yeah, why, it, it, dude? Yeah, you really <laughs> sprung this on you. I love the accent. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you in here. But Jamie, um, 
Along with uh, our buddy uh, Joe, um, what's Joe's last name again? Joe Sampiri. Joe Sampiri. There's that fucking accent I love so much. Look <laughs> at that. We have both. We have two different polar opposite accents. But uh, yeah, Joe Sampiri. They run the uh, the the Muay Thai program over at the Henzo Gracie Academy here in Manhattan. And uh, what are you a purple belt in jujitsu? Or am I way off? No, I am. You gave me my blue belt, and then uh, Fuck yeah. many years later, uh, at probably a probably didn't want to but john was kind of kind enough to give me my purple belt john danaher <laughs> yeah. our, our mutual crazy friend but uh yeah so that's it man so you're a well-rounded mofo and i sprung this on you last second and and you said okay mate i don't know did you say mate i did say mate yeah so thanks like i'll do that call, mate yeah. i like when you call me mate so i go you know what i go come on up here man and we're gonna have a good time because we're gonna talk about the fights i know you you watched the fights over the weekend yeah absolutely yeah oh we're gonna talk about that good we got a lot of stuff and we got kevin lee calling in and also who else we got john morrison calling at the end of the show john morrison is a um a wwe guy well, he's you know he, oh, yeah, he yeah. fights oh, for Lucha Underground now, but he's oh, a, what the hell am I talking? He's about? a former WWE guy, but <laughs> he's right. a pro wrestler, yeah, actor, yeah. famous, and he yeah. also, as you've seen, because he's doing he's here to he's going to be promoting a new movie that he's in, and uh, he does that that parkour parkour. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's that guy's a, a big guy. Yeah, he's a big dude. Usually they got like the like little like squirrel guys like little like little chipmunks <laughs> flipping around right you yeah. see little guys doing that well they look very like like gymnasts like right very like smaller physical yes. frame but he's a bigger dude like you don't see a guy like me doing that no. i can see a guy like you doing that you're you look in shape you got a fight coming up <laughs> the only thing i'm doing is fighting sleep these days i'm trying yeah. to stay awake uh, no fights for me you're a fixture over there at the hensel gracie academy in manhattan yeah i'm you're there every day there. Yeah. that's how we got tight how long have you been there for now teaching uh so since it o the new place opened 13 years ago so i've been there years. since 2003 yeah shit man we yeah. gotta hang out more often see i don't me and jamie don't hang out a whole bunch but when we do it's always a good time and then once in a while out of nowhere usually in the middle of the night i'll get like a an inappropriate like 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 what do you call those memes or a text or yeah something just disturbing and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am i who is it jamie english what <laughs> and it's nothing even and then i'll say aha and then nothing after I'm like fuck i go did he mean to send me that don't let him have your number crystal producer you know he's got it already oh, <laughs> it's too late lads you know, then you start to think like is this meant for me oh it's fucking good but uh let, let's talk a little bit about the fights um you know our our good friend david branch got his return to the ufc i don't know if you've seen that one though I saw I saw some of the highlights of yeah. it. Yeah, some of the highlights and uh, dangerous striker. Uh, his opponent, who would he fight again? Where's my Christoph Jatko? Yes, that's the Christoph. How do I forget the name of Christoph? <laughs> and uh, I thought the decision was just the the, the the one critique I would say to our good friend because I listen. I can't. I'm I'm biased in a sense. But David Branch is a great fucking guy. Absolutely, great guy, and he's talented and yep. and he won that fight. But I feel that if he opens up a little bit more, and you heard Joe Rogan saying like he should. I you know I, I wish he'd be passing the guard and looking to like get a finish or advance advance his position in the fight instead of just being content on being in the guard because yep. he's good enough in the guard where he's not going to get submitted no but use that to, unless you're doing damage you know like fucking frank yeager was doing and we'll get to that in a second holy shit <laughs> who doesn't love that guy but we'll get to him that that, that deserves its own conversation but uh you know he's kind of content on 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 dominating but not exactly hunting for that that limb you understand i, I don't know if you you didn't really see the whole thing not the whole thing chris the producer have you seen it the david branch yes. fight? yes i did 
Take my phone while I talk to you so you can charge this thing. I, my phone, you know, listen, I got to go on the Long Island Railroad. I like to have my <laughs> headphones in. I got like 13%. But uh, so, yeah, so I mean, if I because I know he's so good in jujitsu, And when he gets on top, yes, there's a there's a chance of the guy getting away. But that's what you work out in, in, in training. You know what I mean? Like after, I remember used to doing like, like hard rounds of sparring, like doing the fight. And then I'd do the fight again. Just passing the guard, and guys have tried to get away from me. So when I'm tired, after time that that back take, after time that 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 cross eye to mount, you know what I mean. You get that yep. uncanny timing when you're yep. exhausted, where you have the confidence. Where look, man, I know this guy is gonna is gonna have a hard time getting away from me. I'm gonna make it hell for this guy to get away from me, and in the scrambles. So uh, that has to be worked out in in training. But uh, but I'm happy for David Branch. I'm, I'm glad he, I'm glad he got that W. And again. It is it is his first fight back in there, so I think that's what you're seeing. You know, I think he's like for me. I've known Daniel Dave a long time. Yes, and um, when he had his initial showing in the UFC, I don't think he he, he showed what he what he was capable yeah. of. And I think it was a a disappointment for him and and the people around him. And having gotten that extra experience now and seeing, yeah. he really is in there. All the time, polishing his skills. Yeah, are you, I mean, you know, you're yeah, always there at hands for sure. And I, I see it, and I see him, and I know how hard he works. So, like, when you see that, and then you see him in the guard, not. I mean, listen, it's always, hey, man, you don't know what the guy's feeling, and yeah, maybe he he took something or feeling something that only he knows because he's in the fight. But you know, being two guys that have fought. It's one of those things where you like you see a guy in the gym like, hey man, I know this guy could fucking pass a guard and take an arm off, yeah. or I know he could pass a guard mount and work this guy over, but yet he's not doing that. You know, he's not going for it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's I think we need a little bit of a crowd. Um, what is it? A uh, what do you call those? A cattle prod? Where you just yeah. a little? That's what yeah. you need a Henzo to get like, hey man. Yeah. Pass the fucking guard, man. Like yeah. Henzo, like, Henzo would get annoyed. <laughs> you know, Henzo lightened, up, with you, yeah. Henzo lightened up a lot, but Henzo was very um, direct with his uh, yeah with his uh, criticism. And Absolutely, his, you know he, didn't I mean? he didn't hold back. He didn't hold back. Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember on the not the flip, not the switch around, but I remember on that. You ever seen the Henzo Gracie legacy? Yes. Thing? You've seen that before? Oh, yes. what a great! Yeah. He's coaching his his uh his cousin Daniel. Oh, Daniel Daniel's trying to get back the guard, and this yeah. is like a famous clip. Daniel yeah. loves it though because oh. Daniel loves Henzo, and yeah. and he's doing like a, a tumble salt to get back to. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. goes, man, you could take that tumble salt and shove it up your ass. <laughs> You'll get that. your head kicked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, he got Some upset. Stuff he's, yeah. <laughs> I just love shit like that. Yeah. But um, back to that. Yeah, so David Branch, I feel that, um, yes, I'm happy he's back in the UFC and he's got that W. And sometimes maybe you just need that to be like, all right, now I got a little breathing room. Yeah. Now I can let that game go. I think that's I think that's exactly right. I do. I think that first fight in there yeah. is him being like secure in his yes. position. Like, and and let me did. express like that I'm improved, that I belong here now, yes. and that I'm going to make an impact, but not necessarily take a risk that he might feel at the time yeah, I mean, but now after this i think that it is that time then you know once you've got your foot back in in, yes. in the game in the ufc it's like okay it's time to make a mark you know because you want to see like i want the world to see what you see uh, yeah him, uh, exactly in, in danaher's class on, on a monday morning or at any you know anytime he's down there doing his thing yeah it's like yo man i seen what this guy could do so it's one of those things where i'm you know well hopefully you know i can't wait to see him fight again and uh yeah and showcase even more skills. But yeah, because he's certainly he got the W. Yeah, he's certainly developed. I've seen it for sure. It's definitely there. The um, the second fight on the card actually was Frankie Edgar on the main card, right? And you know, versus uh, Yair uh, uh, Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I love it. 
I love. I know a lot. Yair, I listen. That kid's gonna have a bright, bright future. What is he? I'm, Yair, I'm, I'm saying it right. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. Right, I, yeah. I, I, I'm such. I am. I always doubt myself with the way I pronounce shit, Jamie English. I'm, I'm not good at it either. Nobody can understand me at the best of times. So. No, I do. I do. The accent's great. It's work. Isn't it working? Absolutely. <laughs> you don't even gotta. It's, not, it's a real accent. Fuck, I love it. But you're like, I'm the one with the accent, you cocksucker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't say enough about Frankie Edgar, man. I just really can't say enough, dude. I just think the guy is. He's could be. He's he, he's such a humble guy. You know Frankie because you see him all the time. Absolutely, yeah. He's such a it, it just such a humble guy and he's not the he doesn't look he always looks in shape i mean the guy's in yeah. shape but he doesn't always he doesn't look physically like imposing like no. you know what i mean yeah like except you know you can look at those ears you see his eyes and you know you know he's a fighter yeah but at the same time he's not this big brooding guy and what he now this this kid yeah here you saw what he just did the bj pen and he's so dynamic, and he was billing it. It was getting billed like new school versus old school. Even in the countdown, right. you heard Yair yeah. saying, "This is the you know the new school versus the old school." Now, I might be a little biased because I'm super old school. <laughs> I'm an old school dude, <laughs> man. What the fuck? But I never hate on the new school. I love new. I love watching Yair fight. I think it's it's a video game. I mean, the guy's jumping. He's doing different techniques, and yeah. like any everything else, the game evolves. Right. But at the very core of everything it's a it's a fight yeah it is a fight and frankie edgar is a phenomenal fighter i just i get so like when i, I it's so funny because i when you know the guy too you get so like uh like my kids are like they he can't hear you like they, see me yelling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't know they think that i think the guy can hear me because i'm just like yeah another elbow, frankie <laughs> i was going nuts because i know frankie so I'm, obviously i'm a little biased but the way he just just, I mean, he just he tore through him, man. I mean, Frankie walked out of there without a uh, without a mark on him, and he's fighting a dangerous, dangerous guy that he just shut down, man. And this is gonna be a huge, huge lesson for the young uh, Yair Rodriguez. I, I I think that's spot on. I think that uh, the, the likes of Frankie, like you said, when it comes right down to it, it's a fight. And if you look at the fights that that lad has had, yeah. it's insane. Like that stuff is, isn't going away. Like you look at that, that, he's a model professional. The man has won and he's lost and he's come back and he's never ever, in my view, ever looked worse like he only seems to either improve or maintain that discipline of like it's a long game and i'm gonna win i'm gonna come back or i'm gonna keep coming and like i think that's what you saw with that lad like he just relentless pressure smart game plan execution and very very well poised and i think that mark of experience would is exactly what you're taught it's like you can have some advantage over me in your youth or your you know your new game or, or, or new approach but like you cannot replace the heart and the and the dedication that he puts into his training you can see it, it's a very smart uh, camp that he has and he's very very well rounded in my view like he, he'll take you down he'll beat you up on the feet if you go to the ground it's relentless pressure and he, he never seems to tire and if he yeah. and if and even if he does you wouldn't know it you know no, he's got that. He's got a <clears throat> unbelievable pace. Yeah, that doesn't. I, I never seen him slow down. I no, don't think exactly. I've ever seen him slow down. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, when we talk about his his corner, the great Mark Henry, absolutely, just yeah. he just engulfs himself yep. with his guys. Yeah, and he remind you know he's he reminds me a lot of uh, Ray Longo, where he's just like. You know, he's just, he's in it for like, you know, he loves Frankie. He loves his guys. He's yes. got his guys. He's in it for the right reasons. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
and uh, and also our, our good buddy Henzo Gracie Black Belt hit Cardo Almeida. Yes, uh, you yes. know definitely comes in super handy. Like there was a point where off of a couple of these takedowns, it's a game of inches where it's like, oh man, he has his neck. He, he's Frankie's looking to put him down, and because of his height. You see his toes, like he's still touching the floor. And I'm like, yo, if he jumps the guard, he might have Frankie's neck. I'm like, boom, he just clears the legs. The head pops out. And yep, yep. It's like a little game of inches that Frankie always gets the advantage of. And then with that leg where the second round when he took him down and he almost ended up in a knee bar. Right. It's, you know, it gets you on the edge of this. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat where I'm like, yo, listen, as tough as you are, when you have a limb about to break, it's it's almost like you know you could just let out a yelp. You might not want to tap, so it's like, so it's like fuck. I'm yeah. watching that, and then when he got out of that, it's just like the poise to get out of it. Yeah, that. Frankie yeah. Lacamas can be at that oh moment. God, you can see was, in his face; he was just like, I know yeah. how to get out of it. I'll get yeah. out. Been there before, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, that's that well you that know. you dig into. Like and, you got that experience. Oh, I mean, listen, as far as experience, and he said he doesn't know if it's really a compliment when he gets that uh, when he has the title of the most time spent in the octagon yeah. i don't know the official time of it but uh it's like it, over six hours yeah yeah but i'll tell you that that is um invaluable i Absolutely. mean it's just it, and it comes through in, in his fights i mean i i can't say enough about that fight and i think and again it's really it's 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 not a a shot at yeah year because i think he's gonna just grow from that he, again he is well i'm sorry you said it before he's 20, 24 24 years old yeah. i mean yeah. i had my first shot in the ufc at 26 yeah and uh and again, that he, you know, he got he got beat up in this fight, but it's nothing that's he's not going to heal from and and learn from. But man, he got beat by the best. I'll yeah, tell you right yeah, now. there's no shame in that. And 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 at the, at the end of the day, most people learn the most from their losses. You know, it's a lot of people yeah. they win, but you might not take as much from it. And so at this early stage in his career, if he's going to take a loss like that, maybe that could be exactly what he needs to move his game on. You know. And he was very emotional afterwards. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bring everybody down. But Nick Catone, he's a former UFC fighter. Yes. And yes. Uh, he lost his uh, his baby. You know. Um, yeah. His baby passed away in the night. I don't know the details, but uh, it's very upsetting. And Frankie got was Frankie was getting emotional even speaking about it. And yeah. And you know our condolences to uh the Catone family so that, yeah. that was super nothing's worse than that nothing's, no i mean it puts things in perspective oh it, it sure does and that's what frankie was saying but uh you know the yair I, i'm looking forward to seeing what what's next for him because again this sky's the limit for that kid even though he's he didn't come out on top and frankie's in an interesting spot because yeah. if aldo beats <clears throat> holloway I mean, he lost twice to Aldo. It's almost like out of everybody, that one matchup is is, is particularly and it's and it's close. The fights are not. It's not like Frankie's in there getting outclassed. It's just it's just out of all the matchups, he he tends to be the hardest matchup for Frankie. Yes. I think out of everybody. Yeah, uh, I thought the first fight was 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 close, and then I thought the second fight, I was super impressed with Aldo. Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. first fight was very close. Yeah, the yeah. distance that that he that he managed against yeah. Frankie, which is unheard of, and that second fight was very impressive. And and his takedown defense is really uncanny. You yeah. don't get to see it all too often. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Wow. You know. So, I but. Max Holloway, styles make fights. Yes. And I think Max Holloway is a, has a very good chance of beating. A hundred percent. I couldn't uh, agree more. Yeah. So, and if that happens, I would be very interested in seeing Max Holloway versus Frankie Edgar. Yeah, me too, yeah. I mean, that would be, you know, think about that. Yeah. Because Max Holloway, that's another one who's really just, he just, 
is coming into his own right now. Like yeah. he's never looked better. He's he's like super confident. He's going. He's fighting. He's going out to Brazil. Yeah, to fight <laughs> right. the king of Brazil. Right. So he's giving zero fucks, and I believe <laughs> that he's. I, I think that's. I, I believe that he's going to be. I, my my opinion is, I think he's going to he's going to win that fight. Yeah, that's a very uh, tough. That's a. Tough, it is a tough fight. Tough I just fight. feel that this kid's on a mission, and I think. I mean, look at the guys he's beaten, and he's just getting better. He just looks better and better with each fight when we talk about improvements yeah. are you familiar with max holloway yeah 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 he's i mean it's like you like when people fight and you see them getting like i say it's not the same guy each time yeah when you see the smaller adjustments when you see the di the distance management when you see the confidence growing like you said it's like a thing that's coming and you feel like someone's getting go into a different place each time and it's like that's what i see with him and i, and I feel like that's a a very dangerous time to fight that person uh, but you know, so big props to Frankie, and uh, like I said, I, I I had him had him picked, but I didn't really know what he was. It's funny. It's like I have such faith in the way that the the kid fights and how he puts everything together, but with a guy as dynamic as as um as Jair, I thought maybe he'd get him down and out position him, maybe fight the knee line, get past it in half guard and work him over much like he did the Cub Swanson. I'm right, thinking that kind right. of, this is what was going through my head. I'm like, he's very, or, or maybe he'll just out hustle him. I didn't see him keep pinning him against the cage and beating the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Who's seen that coming? I thought oh, that yeah. was, a, I thought I that was it. game plan. You know, I thought that was very clever. Man. I was just smart because you take the, the youthful fighter is as a general rule, he's going to have that energy. Yeah, and if exactly. you put that pressure on him early on, it's like old school boxers, you know, like you'll have a veteran boxer yeah. and the first thing they'll do if they're fighting someone with youth is go to the body yeah. and they'll try and take away <laughs> that energy. And yeah. when I think that maybe the, kind of equal foot in there would be to press someone up against the cage wrestle them get their arms tight get them to be like yeah. under pressure immediately so that they don't get comfortable because if they get your measure then you're giving them a, their advantage of youth and their their confidence goes up but when they fight you and you're you know frankie's the, the big name isn't he? i mean like obviously the young kid's coming up but it's still frankie so if you take that off them as soon as you can and you put that pressure on like he did and, and they execute the way that he did, I think it was a very smart game plan and I think he executed it really, really well. Yeah. And I don't think he gave that kid his front foot. I don't think he gave him any real momentum Shoot. in the fight, you know? That, exactly. I thought Perfect. that was very smart. Momentum. He didn't, get, he didn't have any momentum. Yes, exactly. And, and by the time that second round started, he was partially blind right. i mean yeah, he, yeah, yeah you see him looking to do and, and and joe rogan was calling it look he's looking to spin and he did yes frankie was reading it it was that much easier to read yeah and again after you get worked over on the floor it makes you that even of slightly more hesitant to let stuff go because you're like all right man i, can I don't want right to go back, back down, down there, there. Yeah, so 100%. i always tell that to my guys when they're fighting like look if you get a get a guy down and you're mauling him and he survives that round that's the last thing that's going through his head is not he doesn't want to be down there right that's a great time for you to land something standing a hundred percent so frankie even though he wasn't looking to, uh, he just would he just put something in his face it almost looks like when you're having a guy burn out when you're doing the four punches the eight punch, you know what i mean when the guy's holding the pads up yeah he does that right in the face like a ding 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 ding, ding yeah. and then he's just boom and he's on your on, he's around your waist and yeah he's committed to those takedowns he really commits to those takedowns where it's like you fight one off and because he has that gas tank that just seems like it's unlimited, like just energy, he just continues yeah, to put he does. That it's that tenacity. Down, it's tenacity, tenacity, isn't it? He, he's not like him. Um, 
he's just just it's that no quit thing and i think that's in a lot of wrestlers you know i think yeah. it's bred into them early on yes and like you, it's just evident and then when you when you like you're saying when you take people down i also feel like his shots this is like not his shots takedowns his punches his strikes on the ground they're significant yeah. it's not like let me work to keep to keep us down right it's like he might not do as many shots, but the ones he throws, you're like, oh god, you know and what I mean? Then he postures up again, and exactly. he goes so patient. See a guy like measured a guy like Yair. I was what I was worried about was in he had him up against the cage, nice, and he had that pressure on him. But with a guy that long, one little slip between it's Anderson Silva versus uh, Chael Sonnen. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, yeah. And Frankie's got the, he's got the smaller frame, so right. I'm like. I don't know. I'm just heart attack city. Like, oh man, just <laughs> Frankie, don't leave a. And he wasn't like. I mean, he he felt very. And he's also doing a lot of knee to elbow. Like in other words, he'll be punching him when there's enough space. Yes. He'll drive that knee to his elbow and start to almost force half guard. Right. Doesn't happen. Posture up again. Punch. Right. Just it's just masterful, man. I, I want to watch it again. Just talking about it. Yeah. Um, there are subtleties there that people, oh, you know, man. if you're not as educated as yes. someone. I mean, Matt's. The man, it's clear. But if you know even a little bit, it, it helps you in the game because you can you can sense sense those subtleties, and then you can get an expert in a, a lad who's, who knows it like no one else and, and help point those things out. But for sure, the little things, especially at that level, those little things do count. Did you see? I'm not sure, man. Because I know you. What's up? I, I was just saying we're gonna call Kevin Lee and one. Yo, second. get him on here, man. <laughs> I want to talk to that guy, hey, Kevin Lee. Like, did you see, you saw the thing at the press conference? Yes. He's getting a lot of a lot of buzz around on this kid. You know? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, talk there. He's a little angry, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But he's looking like he's having fun with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, why did it take so long for him to show up at the press conference the way he did? Like, where, where you know, it's like he's yeah, we're waiting. Getting real comfortable. Uh, or he just wants to make a splash. What's going on? Oh, definitely get the attention, you know. And he's fighting Michael Chiesa, who's very tough guy. Michael Chiesa is an underrated guy, man. I mean. I want to know how many fights is, is this Kevin Lee? Kevin Lee, is that you? Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? Man, you're talking to Matt Serra, and uh, usually Jimmy Norton's here, but my buddy Jamie English is sitting in today. What <laughs> up, though, big dog? What <laughs> so what's going on, man? Listen, you're getting some headlines, buddy. I mean, this is, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, you deserve it for your, your fights alone. I mean, you're coming off a four-fight winning streak, which three of those fights you took the guys out. So it's not like you're just a mouth out there. Let's yeah. talk. I mean, tell me what what took so long for uh, you to get so vocal? I mean, I mean, you showed up at that that what was that? What was that? A summit, a press conference? Yeah, the summer there? kickoff. Press the conference. summer kickoff press conference. I mean, you kind of kind of stole the show there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it ain't it ain't nothing different that I did. It's the UFC just now getting uh, getting behind me and putting me out there. You know, they keep they've been keeping me away from all these press conferences. Uh, <laughs> Like I've been begging, like I was, I was when I fought out in Brazil, like I was begging him, like put me in the press conference, like you know what's going on. Uh, you know we had a big fight; it was against uh, one of the top guys down there, and uh, you know they've been keeping me away from it. You know, so uh, I think they either they just know that I'm going. You know, I, I, that's what I do. That's just how I talk, and that's how I talk to them in the back and everything too. You know, I don't I don't ever pull no punches. So I think that they're. Uh, I mean, the UFC is smart; they know what they're doing. They're building me up right. They they didn't let me get the chance to because uh, I came into the UFC so young and uh, you know they so they let me kind of get my experience out the way, get my chance to build myself, and then uh, now we at where we at. Now what, now so this is you. This ain't no bad boy persona. This is I. This is you, right? This is like Kevin Lee, 
on or off the air, on the stage, off the stage. This is the guy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you know that, Matt. You know, my, my USA debut, I fought uh, I fought uh, Ally Clinton, and I was talking shit the whole time even then, and I wasn't even that good back then, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I still was talking shit. Like, I was joking about it, talking about it, and all that. I, you know, and I really, to be honest, you know, that was my debut, uh, and I came, you know, I wasn't one of these guys that came through Bellator or came through World Series or, you know, came through one of these other big shows. I came straight from, you know, fighting in a bar, in a country bar with a fucking, uh, the, the little spinning bullshit is right next to me, you know? So yeah. I came from that to fight in the Prudential Center, and I still was talking shit, you know? I came out dressed as, uh, I came out dressed as Mike Tyson. Yeah. I came talking shit the whole time. So, you know, it ain't it ain't been no different whether, you know, I, I had the talent or not. It's, it's still going to be the same. And that was in, was that in Manchester when you fought Raging Al? No, no, it was in uh, it was in New Jersey, Prudential Center. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, listen, hey, hey, I mean, you've been in the game as long as me. That's all that carbs. Yeah, yeah, that's the carbs, and that's <laughs> the taking some shots. I'll give you that's carbs, Kevin Lee. What the fuck? <laughs> I had, hey, listen, I had when I was your when I, now I sound like an old man. When I was your age, I had abs too. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So listen, man, you would Michael Chiesa, dangerous guy. I mean, I mean, you guys had some words. I know you didn't. You said something about his mullet. I mean, what <laughs> happened? Now, what what really set him off is you said something about his uh, his mother or something. What what set yeah. that thing off? You know what? Uh, I think he just ain't know what else to say back to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this kind of what I do. You know, I like talk shit or, and and I like to fight. Like that's it. So I think I was like talking over him, and I I think I was telling him the truth. Uh, I told him that. You know, I'm gonna change his life, and what I mean by that, like people think I'm saying that, like as Connor is saying, I'm a oh, I'm gonna get you paid and all this. Like, no, I'm a on June uh, on June 26th when he wake up, he's not gonna wake up the same man that he woke up the day before. Uh, you know, his, his mindset will change. Like, I'll, I'll literally change the man's life. <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta get some water. That's but, all right, uh, man. <clears throat> but you know, because he his whole life they've been telling him that hard work dedication will get him where he at and it's just not true because I'm, I'm gonna beat the brakes off the man ain't gonna be no way i don't give a fuck what he do he can he, he can he can prepare for the next six months i can sit on the beach like drinking vodka I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of him and it's gonna change his life no, so I, I think i i think when i told him that he just you know he just ain't know what to say back he's getting frustrated and then when i mentioned the word mom and all i said about his mom i said show up to the fight because your mom's gonna have tickets you know uh yeah. And I think that just set him over the edge and he didn't know what else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, the man is brave as fuck. I will give him that. Uh, yeah. He's brave. He's tough. Because, you know, he ran a bunny. Like, that's right. To me, I was like, okay, I don't know what he, you know, he ran up. And I seen him kind of cock back his left hand. I didn't know if he was going to throw the left. Yeah. I don't know if he was planning on wrestling me. I ain't, I ain't in there to have no wrestling match. So yeah. uh, I hit him before he hit me. So, you know. He's brave, but his best chance in this fight is to out-wrestle me. Apparently, he want to run up on and, uh, and try to throw left hand. Now, for a guy that likes to throw some hands, I mean, I, you got a nasty rear naked choke. I mean, I you know, you're finishing finishing fights with that. Even when you fought Al, I remember there was a, a, a second or two where I'm like, shit, man, you know, Al's to defend that neck. Uh, what, what, what is your deal with jiu-jitsu? Now, who's your, who's your Brazilian jiu-jitsu teacher and... How how uh-huh. long how long do you uh, how often do you spend on the mat? Uh, you know, I train over here in, in Las Vegas with, with Robert Drysdale and, and Robert Fallis. Uh, Drysdale is one of the best jujitsu uh, trainers in the world. You know, his, his back attack is is so lethal. 
uh, I look at guys like him, and and, uh, and I took a lot of stuff from like Damian Maya, and, and, and you know, I just use what's effective or what I find is effective. So I try to find guys like that, uh, kind of steal what they're doing, and uh, you know, and, and, and I just win the fight the way I win the fight. You know what I mean? So I ain't really. Yeah, it's, it's cool. To, I'm, I'm a smart fighter. I'm not like somebody that just goes out there and just tries to get into brawls. Like, I try and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big and choose, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big for, for the whole, you know, if it's got to be for five rounds, I'm going to whip his ass for five rounds. I ain't going to go out there and just, you know, try and brawl and say I'm going to knock this guy out. Uh, to me, that's when guys are just talking shit, you know. When you got uh, a guy like Michael Johnson talking about he's going to, you know, try and kill somebody, you know, that's just talking shit. Like, I, I don't talk shit. I just tell you what. What's really going to happen? You know, he's gonna, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to move around. He's going to see how much better, how much more athletic, uh, and, and just how much smoother and quicker I am. And then he's going to fold. So it ain't going to be no shit talking. I'm going to go out there and knock him out. You know, no, I'm, I'm going to beat him everywhere it goes. And now, <laughs> like, I love the confidence, man. That's, that's what you need. Now, since your first fight in the UFC, <clears throat> excuse me, you said, uh, you know, you were young, so you're pretty much growing up in the game. What's changed so much since your first fight? I mean, obviously your skill set, but do you? what's the difference between just, your first, your time now and there and, and your first time? Just experience, you know, like, the more I fight, the more experience I get uh, in I'm somebody like once I once I've done something like I can do it again. You know what I mean? So like I just it's just experience. It's just I needed to get that cage time. I needed to get comfortable in there. Uh, like I said, I came into the UFC with not a lot of fights and not a whole lot of experience really because a lot of my early fights I would stop early. You know I would stop the guy early and I never really had that chance to get that cage time. So even the two losses that I have, I, I, I consider them to be wins because I, I learned so much from them, you know what I mean, and and I just know what to do now in case, you know, you know what to do when you get hurt, you know what to do when you get dropped, you know, the first time I ever been dropped in a fight was uh, was my debut against Al, uh, and it's just, it's, if you don't do it, you won't know the difference, you know what I mean, of what it takes to, to be able to come back from that and uh, be able to keep on chugging and, and actually win the fights, because winning the fights trumps all, I don't give a fuck, you can go out there and look great, and, you know. Uh, look like a superstar and all that, but you know you got to win the fight. So you know that, that's the only thing I focus on: winning the fight. Uh, I'm training over here in Las Vegas. I train with nothing but world champions, so that just adds even more to my confidence. You know, some guys come through here that are already at that level and already at the UFC, and, and, and you know when I when I get in there and I spar, I, I make sure I beat the hell out of them just to give myself a little pat on the back. <laughs> and it also when you work with guys that you know been there, uh, it you, you it just reinsures you that you're you know you're at that level and you're like all right man i've seen these guys yeah, ex- yeah. exactly and it, and, it, and it helps even more to have coaches that have already coached somebody at that level you know Robert Paulus has already coached multiple ufc champions uh dewey cooper is called coach multiple multiple boxing and world uh kickboxing champions so they know what what it takes you know what i mean they and if they Got my back, then I know I'm straight. You know. Yeah, because you know, because they're, they're gonna be straight with you. Yeah, that's that's another yeah. reason. And uh, let know, me go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was no, gonna go I was gonna ask your thoughts on the um. What's your thoughts on that Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier fight? Did you watch oh, that? Man, I, man, I love that fight. You know, yeah, we were sitting we were sitting on the king side for it. Man, I love that fight. Uh, man, they were going to war. It's a stupid fucking rule. Why do we have that in place? I don't know. Uh, I think they should just go back to the old rules. To be honest, like uh, anything but the souls on the, you should be down. If not, then just say fuck it and just you know you can move it down the head. I, I don't understand like the 
you know, they want Eddie to, Eddie was going through a war, you know, Eddie was getting his ass whooped and came back, and they wanted to make a judgment call on, oh, is his hands weight-bearing or, or something? Like, how the fuck is he supposed to know? Like, just tell the man, can he knee or can he not knee? That's all, you know, there, there ain't no, there shouldn't be this much give and this much play, because I tell you right now, I'm going to knee the guy in the head every time. Uh, if his hands on the mat, if his knees on the I'm going to knee him in the head because, you know, I don't, we don't know, so... You know, it, it's just it, it's stupid. Like they should, you know, the commission. Something has to be done because uh, you know when you are in the midst of uh, battle. I mean, it's really hard to make those judgment calls, man. And and what I do like though, I do like how Herb Dean took charge of that shit. Like uh, you know, because yeah. something happened yeah. similar when I was with uh, my buddy, my 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 guy Weidman, uh, Chris Weidman, and yep. uh, you know the referee made one call, then he flipped on it, and then he this. Yep. It's like, hey man, like take control of that, take control of that, and stick by your call because the, the fighter gets screwed in this situation. So I hope they run that back because that that was that was the makings of a. I mean, man, it was a great fight. It was a great fight, and it shouldn't be overshadowed by this meat bullshit. Same way with Weidman and, and, and uh, you know. Uh, Gegard, you know, it overshadows the fight, which is a shame because, you know, I remember starting to win that fight. Um, you know, it, it's just, it, what can you do? You know, all they yeah. can do is run it back, I guess. But, you know, that, that's what it helps to have an experienced ref in there, too. Somebody who, uh, who kind of takes charge and, and lets you know. That's why I think Big John is still the best ref in the building because, uh, you know, he, he takes charge. Big John will slap your ass if you don't. You know, if, if, if he's doing a knee, Big John will throw a knee at your ass. So uh, it, it helps to have guys like that. Well, you talk about experience. Big John's been around since the dark ages. So. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's right. Nobody. Big John has cussed my ass out a couple of times. You know, like, yeah. You know, I, you know, I talk shit in the back too. So yeah, uh, Big John don't be having it. So I, I love it. <laughs> I know you feel like you got the principal yelling at you or something. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Big John. That's great. Let me ask you, uh, Kevin, because everybody sees this this side of you now, where you know you, you're voicing your opinion and. You know, you're stating what you're going to do and whatnot. What is, what's the other side of you? What do you like to do when you're not fighting? What do you like to do to chill out? Man, I, man this is what I do. I, I fight, and I fight so frequently, too. Uh, I don't understand these dudes. Like, even Kiesa, they only fight, like, once a year. You know, guys will only fight, like, you know, once every eight months, something like that. I, you know, you look at, I've got 10 UFC fights at 24 uh, just because this is what I like to do. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't got no girl, I ain't got no kids, I ain't got nothing. It's like, this is what I do. Like, and, and when I look at other guys, like, you know, when they ask me about, like, Connor, you know, like, yeah, he's having a good life. Like, go ahead, live your life. You know, you didn't have a baby. Enjoy that shit. Because when you come back, you're going to have some young ones like me. This is what the fuck I do. Like, you know, every day I try, you know, I, I just, this is what I do for fun, too. You know what I mean? Like, even doing interviews and shit like this, like, this is where I feel myself the most. Uh, yeah, I might go out. I might, you know, hang with some chicks. You know, do you know, blah blah blah. But that ain't really. That's just kind of buying time. You know what I mean? That's just passing time. Uh, right when I step out of the cage, I, I always usually think. You know, I might take a week off. I might take two weeks off. You know, party a little bit. But then after that, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I got to get back into it. So you know, I just fought in March, and before that, I just fought in November. And you know, I do eight, ten week training camps each time. So this, this is what I do. Well, man, it's that love of it. That's uh, that love of your craft is why you're on that four fight winning streak, and that your uh, that fight on 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 June what is it June twenty fifth? Yeah, June twenty fifth. Yes, sir. Where is that? Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to change. I ain't never changed. So 
uh, after this fight, I'm gonna fight again. You know, they come to Detroit later on. I'm, I'm a headline that card. Uh, but even if, regardless, I'm, I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna keep doing. I, I, I'm gonna fight till I'm uh, till, till I'm old and decrepit and can't do it no more. I want to fight enough time where I have to go up for weight class. Well, listen, man, you're young as hell, so you do definitely have the world by the nuts. I want to wish you the best of luck. Hey, listen, I think it's, I think your fighting is entertaining as hell, and now on the mic you're entertaining as hell. So this is this is uh nothing but up and up for you, my man. And I think and I forget I think I've always been a big fan. Oh, thank you, man. I was gonna say I forgive you for that carb joke before. (laughs) All right, hey, man. Best of luck. Best of luck, Kevin. Oh uh, yeah, we'll get us. We'll get a slice one day. Well, for sure, my dude. <laughs> All right, man, Kevin. Best of luck, man. Thank you. All right, take care, Kevin Lee. All right, man, Kevin Lee fighting uh, Michael Chiesa, June twenty fifth in Oklahoma. Now, what, what kind of card is that? That's on a uh... yeah. That's a fight night. They're the main event of They're that the main event, and that's actually a Sunday night. That one. That's a Sunday that's night. Yeah, nine p.m. on Fox Sports One. Oh, why well, I'm looking forward to that. What about you, Jamie English? Well, you know, I, uh, huh? I like watching fights. That's Don't it. You? Yeah. <laughs> like it Jamie, all, yeah. I do like, like it? it all. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, 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 the, listen. The kid's a vocal kid. Yes. And uh, and I like it. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm a fan. Yeah, I like the I like his attitude. It's, hey, it's the right way to be, especially when you're young. You know what I mean? He's a young. Listen, at 24, I mean, I'll tell you, I didn't have the mic skills I have now. Well, Whoa, look at me now. <laughs> Whoa, I'm crazy. No, I love it. Listen, I have a good time. Um. Let, who are we talking to now? We, what have we got going on? Tell me. Uh, we got John Morrison in a half hour, so we got plenty of time. To, All right. Uh, um, well, let's take a, a, a pee-pee break. Oh, okay. All right? And then we'll come back. Sweet. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered. An equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org number 3030. You know what I want to talk about, Jamie? Go ahead. I want to talk about Dollar Shave Club. Oh, my goodness. What? DollarShaveClub.com is what I want to talk about because it is phenomenal. Let me tell you about it. Do you want want to hear about it? I do want to hear about it, yeah. Good, because I want to talk about it. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door, Jamie. That's cool. Oh, what? It's great. It's an awesome life hack and no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep through a store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave. You don't want that. Or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech you didn't need. You don't need that fancy stuff. You don't need it. It's overrated. DollarShaveClub.com. 
is what I'm yelling about. And when I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with a Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, oh my God, the blade just gently glides, giving me such a smooth shave. Smooth. Jamie's just staring at me. I'm not, I get it, I'm, I, get it I get ecstatic. Dude, it's a smooth shave. I can see it from here. Oh my God, it really is. Their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter is transparent for a more precise shave. Helps prevent ingrown hairs. I can't stand the ingrown hairs. It prevents those things. And fights razor bumps. You too can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping, Jamie. That's very good. Very good. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only five bucks. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. I can't say shave butter enough because it feels so nice. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash UFC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash UFC. Listen, um, <laughs> I know uh, we talked about the Frank. We talked about a couple of the fights. Now, let's get to the third fight on the card, uh, on the main card that I want to talk about. Uh, the third fight was uh, Jorge Masvidal versus the great jiu-jitsu expert Damian Maya. Yes. You seen this fight? I did, yeah. You get thoughts? Um, thoughts, I, Jamie? I, well, I'm a, I'm a yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I love, I love that uh, the likes of Rogan will pay like that homage to the, to the lineage of where Damian's coming from. And like, that's the kind of, I, I don't want to say this in the wrong way. No, but say it any way okay, you want. It's not like a dying art, right? But it's a dying way of doing things in that regard. Like he's just solely looking for that takedown. Yes. And it and in the expression of the fight, it was he wasn't really setting those a lot of those takedowns up with his boxing and stuff. He was just purely obviously pressing for it without a lot of that kind of more kind of modern, like set it up with your boxing and make people you. miss. Whereas and I love that by the way. I think it's phenomenal that that man is at that level doing what he's doing yeah. to the people that he's doing it to and um, with with the purest mindset of jiu-jitsu because I feel jiu-jitsu is the most humane martial art I've ever experienced. Like you are completely responsible for the other person's well-being when you dominate them like that. Like, okay, I would be nice or yeah. okay, I'm going to break your arm or okay, you're going unconscious. Yes. Like there's a beauty to that and I love that he is it, is it at this level still now doing that. Um, so I I was I'm just a huge fan of his, you know, and I like that uh, he was able to express himself that way. Now, I always found it, it I find it both truthful but also misleading when people say, you know, jujitsu is known as the gentle art. Right. Now it All could right. be gentle, but yeah. it could also be quite brutal. Oh, absolutely, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. it really does come come down to the individual. Yes, you know, and how he wronged you or what you <laughs> want to do. Right. So you know, in this fight, it was a split decision. Right. I was totally fine with the decision. Sometimes I feel I'm biased because I'm a jiu-jitsu guy at heart. Uh, I feel, like, again, you were saying, see, Damian Maia is unique in a sense where he doesn't force, he he looks to get that takedown, but then if, if it doesn't work for him, he'll go right, he'll slide almost into a half guard with right. an underhook. Yes. And then he'll come back up into a takedown. So yes. it's really nice. I can I can watch that all day long and just, it's like so, it's to me it's beautiful to watch because go, he's going with a younger, more athletic 
more well-rounded fighter. Yes. With a ton of experience, you right. know? Yeah. But he still could not stop from getting in those horrendous positions, which he did do a very good job defending himself because defending himself with because somebody with a little less skills is strangled. Oh, absolutely. 100%. But, you know, people could say, well, Masvidal landed better on the feet, but nothing... I I would look at it like, all right, who came closer to actually finishing this fight? Now I'm going to say Damian Maya because even though he didn't get... He was... He could have been... It's like a split second away from getting anything. I mean, Masvidal had to use everything in his power to get... to, To stop the onslaught and to stop the submission. And that's even more true because it's Damian Maya. You might not right. say the same thing about somebody else on his back, yeah. but yeah, Damian, yeah. when Damian Maya gets on your back, you are seconds away from getting finished yeah. at all. You know, it's, it's really it, dangerous. Yeah. So it's not like he was just holding him. He was holding, he was always looking for the finish right. and that was forcing Masvidal instead of looking to just escape, he was looking to defend. Yeah. So by, by defending, he's not escaping. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm totally fine with the, the decision. I feel Masvidal, Listen, it's always, and again, everything's easy. He said that no one, a guy like Damian Maya, but he would have to do more and, and look to really put him away. Because it is interesting. Maya does get away without sh- throwing strikes yeah. to get in. Yeah. And <laughs> Maya doesn't possess the power. He, st- he was back in a, there was a time when he was throwing a little bit more. Yes. And I don't think it worked great. I think he's way better. Now. And, but again, I- in, in fairness, that was. More, I, th- I believe that was more in the middleweight division. Yes, yeah. yes. Where he might have needed to because now he's a he's a big welterweight. Yes, and he literally is Hoist Gracie two point I I think that's what, you know when I he mean, fought, do you remember when he fought Nate Marquette? Yes, and he got caught, and I was like, I remember seeing that, and I was like, in my mind, I know it's easy to say because it's been done now, but it's, sincerely, I was like, all right, knowing what you know about Damian Maya, I'm yes. like, are you really gonna as a camp as a coach, and I'm not trying to disrespect his gamble at that time but I'm like are you really wise to teach him to throw low kicks against someone like yeah. Nate Market? like I'm like you're on one leg so you're probably not going to take him down off that it's like uh, my f- instinct is like you always want to save the fighter at his strength so like when he got thrown that low kick and he got clean caught and it was over I was like it upset me because I was like that's like not so much the other guy winning, but you losing. You know, like you're no. making really bad choices there. It's like, ooh. And so, like you said, as he's evolved, I think like he's gone away from like, he's. I think he's minimizing people catching him by being much smarter about his, his, his execution. And some people who don't have the appreciation of the lineage or what's actually going on with him oh. might be like, ooh, why aren't he throwing punches? It's not entertaining. I'm like, okay. But not every fight should be the way of other fights it's like you got to see a, a strategy there and be smart about it and when that fight went on and people were like oh it's a split decision i can understand but at the same time i'm with you man i was like you know at the end of the day when fights on is clean and easy to judge you go down the hierarchy of what's obvious right so it's obvious if some guy's staggering around like oh, there's a lot of damage done there or that's a dangerous yeah. position but accurately i think you're not in the position you want to be in the fight for most of the fight. Yeah. You are not controlling the action. You are not in a position to express yourself at your dominant best, but the other guy is. So I feel like it's not that difficult for me to see why you're going to lose that fight. And you can't get you know, just rewarded for surviving. I was just going to say, I mean? exactly. Yeah. The one thing that Masvidal did well that I tell all my guys to do, if the, every round he does put his arms up, if any judges are, yeah, I'm like, yeah. why would he... Another guy be like, man, he's pretty confident for a round. I think he lost, but yeah. it does. I'll tell you, man, it, it it's that positive. Dan Henderson was great at that too. Yes. after every round, he would put his hands up like, he, and then some the judges. 
they got short memories and they're like, oh man, that guy's confident. Maybe if they were on the fence, they'd be like, all right, I, that I guy think looks. You know what? Yeah, well, they do I it in time. Guys, yeah. they look. Put your hands up. I don't give a shit what happened. Put your hands up at the end because. Well, they do that a lot in, in Muay Thai. They do it a lot, yeah. and it, especially in Thailand, and because of betting on the fights and like. Yeah. But there's also a thing I always appreciate is like um, recency, you know, in memory, and it's basically the the understanding that the last thing you remember is the last thing you just seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't remember the beginning of the fight as easily or the middle as the last thing that happened in the fight. Oh yeah. And when we condition our fighters at Henzo's, and when we have the Thai boxers, and when we have the guys who are fighting in the, in the mixed martial arts competitions we always ensure that we they know that when it's coming to the end of the round if it's possible if it's feasible if it's strategically wise if it's a close situation then we try and get them to rally for the last 10 15 seconds yes. to steal the round which is common in in, in many strategies but it, that's why it's important because it's recency it's the last thing a judge will see and accurately as you said matt if the last thing they see is the guy walking away with his hands up, there may be a moment where the judge is like, well, uh, okay, that guy, because it's clear that he knows he's won the right. Like, you, you can turn judges like that, I believe that. Exactly. You want to end that round on a strong on a strong note. Like, I, we always, like, when I've got the guys grappling by me, uh, you know, I'm always, you know, 30 seconds is short time. Short time, people. Yeah. Short time. So... They could do a little countdown in their head when it's like, all right, man, I could go then. They could put it up or take a chance. Whether it's if they're in a bad position, they're going to have to get out and end right. that fight attacking the guy where, you know, something like that. That happened at the end of, I believe, the first round where um, Masvidal did get on top at the very end. Right. And now all of a sudden that's a very interesting round. It's yes. a woo because now he got on top and he did more damage in like the last 10 seconds than, you know, than, than Maya did in the beginning. Right. But... Uh, that was the first round. Very close. Listen, it was close. I agree. Yeah. Uh, if it went to Masvidal, um, I, again, I thought I thought it was a just decision. Yes. But if it went to Masvidal, there's been worse decisions. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I like that, 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 you know, you can measure it with a sense of like, look, it was close enough. Yeah. I've done that with some of the fights we've had at Henzo's. You'll go somewhere and you'll be disappointed because it's your fighter. But if you can keep an honest yeah. mindset, you can be like, you know what? It was close enough where, I, it, you know, there you go. And I can't wait to see... Well, two things. I want to talk about his matchup versus the champion because uh, Dana did say he's going to be the next it, in line. Yeah, it looks that way. Versus, it? You know, uh, versus Woodley. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's 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 really intriguing. Hey, you know, he's it always really he's is. always fascinated me, Woodley, because like he's he's the you know the explosive. The, yeah, and he's but he's like that. Um, he's the classic wrestler. Like he's like he's got that background. He's yeah. sick, and yet. You see him standing there with amongst the best strikers the octagon scene, and 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 not only survive but hurt those people yeah. in a way where you're like, whoa, how are you that, doing that? I you mean, know? talk about a. I mean, I I I would love. I can't wait. That's gonna be. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, because that's gonna be really. Because I want to see. You know, listen. We know Damian Maya's strategy. Yes. I mean, that. It, but is he gonna be able to survive that initial onslaught? That that explosiveness, you know what I mean? Yes. That, that's going to be exciting. So I can't wait for that. And I want to see what's next for Masvidal. Masvidal, listen, look at his, he's an entertaining fighter. Yeah. I mean, you know, Damian Maya shuts down the very best in right. the division. I mean, right. you, if you've never seen Carlos, Carlos Condon fight, you've just seen his fight with Maya. Yes. You've never seen so guys was it like, a, Was it a minute? Yeah, Neil Magny. Yeah, was, there's other guys, Rich Story. <sighs> all these guys, and if you just seen their fight with Maya, you'd go, oh, that guy... Can't be that great. Meanwhile, these guys are all really dangerous yeah, guys. Yeah. Entertaining as hell, durable. Yeah. And uh and Maya takes him out. Yeah. So I mean, and and he shuts him down. So it's like 
Masvidal coming off that that beautiful performance versus versus uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Yes, you know, I mean, this is definitely uh, you know not a, a step forward. Obviously, it's it's a it's definitely a monkey wrench in there. But hey, he could a couple nice fights. He could be right back in the mix because. And rightfully yeah. so, yeah. Oh yeah, Masvidal's a, a beast, yeah. and he's really—it looks like he's really coming into his own. And he did survive positions that ninety-nine percent of uh, the division yeah, is not going to survive. That's a great point. You know, so it's going to be good for his confidence. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like I want to be like you should be proud of that. He's probably no. like, "Fuck you!" I want the win. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it does say a lot about his defense for sure. A lot of guys aren't getting out of there. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, the co-main. Oh, we already up to the co-main. Yep. Wow, we're going through these fights, and uh, this is one I really want to—I wanted to talk to you about because this is your expertise with the Muay Thai. Yeah, uh, the champion Joanna is just amazing. She's so amazing. She's just such an amazing fighter, and um, Jessica—pronounce um, I, I that last name for me. Andraj. Andraj. Of course, I was going to say Andraj. You were going to be right. Yeah, yeah. but Jessica is Jessica's like a little pit bull. Yep. And in the beginning, I think it was that first. She did a nice. Like she dropped the three piece on her in the beginning and uh, made her look like almost like a unicorn. She had a freaking bulge on her head, you right. know, yeah. like a contusion. Yeah. yeah. And if one, Joanna's got a great chin, and man, did she make the correction right away and just start dissecting her? What was your take on this fight? Yeah, I mean, I was very happy to see that, particularly for for women's fighting. You know, it's like it's important that people get the proper respect, and it's taken a long time with boxing and other venues that that yeah. women have tried to venture into to get that respect from striking arts and jujitsu and and like. So I'm happy to see a fight like this occur because those girls were super entertaining, highest level, and like now you're looking at you know. Uh, Joanna and she's amongst if not the most revered striker in the game regardless of you know whether it's a man or a woman that's a great thing um, for the for the sport and like I just thought that her measure of that girl was insanely accurate and quick because that girl's no joke that girl will put you away and she and you notice that she never lost heart for a single second in a single round Jessica yeah yeah she was coming yeah. forward the whole fight no matter what was done to her it was like I only need this one I, I'm gonna come I'm gonna come and she did yeah. but the measure of, of Joanna was was precise profoundly uh, accurate clever and well devised and you don't get that Coming from just a singular sport, the measure in, in the distance you're saying, yeah, the judgment the, the, of distance, yeah, perfect. It's yeah. like, it's like, it, it's it's key in all super successful, really well rounded, particularly strikers, where like if you don't have that exceptional footwork, if you don't really get the measure, you can't really call yourself the master of your art. I think it's McGregor calls himself a, as a PhD in, in movement. Right. You look at your Muhammad Ali's, you look at your uh, George St. Pierre's, you know, you look at your top tier guys, you look at your Mayweather's, like these people, yeah. regardless of their, their chosen craft, they master distance, they really, really do. And they make, they diminish you by making it just that fraction of a second out of range or they take the power off your punch by just taking that side step that you that people in you know a quarter of a second might not necessarily be able to entertain in their minds as being significant but it really is and she she i think she learned like 200 significant strikes second only to like nate diaz or someone in the year like that's 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 no joke and there's there's that which is amazing and and that's just that's we're talking about her striking now when she does get taken down, it is so brief. It almost 
doesn't even count. Right. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's some big take that, 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 that she's back up. Right. So that's another thing. Another thing I noticed, which I really like, she's difficult to get down. Even when her back up against the cage, I saw an instance where she's making a little bit of space. She fires off an elbow, and then she at the same arm, then she gets an undog, circles out, knees gets away. Yeah, these are things. All right, these are little things that somebody could be all day long a great uh, measure of distance, good with the judgment on how to land that. You know, come behind that jab, but. Then they get taken down and boom. And, and, then they then they can't use any of that. Right. She is first of all what an athlete. She she, she like a Diaz brother. She doesn't get tired. Right. I mean, if she does, I mean, it's wow. I mean, it, you don't know it. Yeah. And and she it's hard to keep her down. I don't right. think anybody's able to keep her down. She gets right back up, and these little bit of she just needs a tiny bit of space to fire off these nasty elbows. Yeah. That she sneaks in, and then she doesn't just do that and get taken down. She does that, and then gets an underhook. Yeah. So now she's in a better. But now you can't hold her. Now she's firing her for knee. Now she's back in the center. Right. I mean, these are the things that I'm noticing. Where I'm like, man, this, this is a well-rounded girl, man. I mean, she's just, she's just on point in what? all these areas where, even a girl like Jessica, who is a little pit bull in her own right, it's it just. Uh, they, it's hard to find an answer. To it. it's, hard, it's hard to put this girl away, and she has a good chin. I, yeah, I exactly. I think that's another like that's the one aspect I was talking about the measuring of the distance, and then yeah. the, I love that you're bringing up those little subtleties on the cage because that's why I wanted to I was trying to say it just before. Like she's coming from a standing a Muay Thai back. I mean, she's an IFMA world champion. She's come from significantly. Uh, well-established championship material in yeah. Thai boxing. There's no question of that pedigree. But it doesn't, like you said, it, it really won't count if the moment that your primary weapons are taken away, yeah. that you're done. And we've seen it before in, from, from many athletes that it's not just the measure, it's not just those things, but when you tie it together with, like you're saying, there's a maybe there's a an athletic ability that you have that you're able to receive the information from instructors quickly and dynamically apply it relatively you know smart quick style in the fight and you're able to do those things or if you're down you know how to get back up you don't panic just in the in the manner you're expressing and then you get back to the game that you're good at it's got to be held in that like you said in the equal regard that like you know i've seen before to you you know like you don't have to be the smartest person in the room you just need to be smart enough and i believe that's true with athletes you don't have to be the most athletic but you do have to be athletic enough to get you to that point. And then what you do with it is going to determine how you know how well you can do. If you can show the humility, if you can keep hungry, if you can be a learning champion, I think you have a great ch chance of sustaining your place there, you know? She's she's constantly improving. She just, I mean, when you say improving, she just seems like a head and shoulders above the rest of these girls. And these rest of these girls are, are dangerous. It's not, I mean, that, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Jessica took a backward step. I mean, she was coming after her. Absolutely. But, I mean, uh, the champ, I mean, Joanna was just like a, a matador. She was out of the way and she was whack, whack. And just, I mean, I think she could have done that all night. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, even with the, yeah. the contusion. And like you said, her, her ability to measure that distance, she gets better as the fight goes along. You, you can see that she figures out the distance as the fight continues. And so... You know, Jessica's maybe landed nine strikes or something in the fourth round, and that's crazy because she was coming for her the whole time. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. she's on the front foot, and she's the one receiving most of the damage. Right. She had, like, 70 leg kicks she got. She took, you know, yeah. it's like... I'll, I'll tell you, I am interested, though, with her fighting uh, I, I, with Thug Rose. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, there was a there was a clip where they showed it was uh, three girls. It was Holly Holm. Who was the other one? It was it was a clip of this. Was show. it Amanda in the middle? Amanda. Nunes? I don't know if it was Amanda. I, don't, I know I, what you're I, talking. But about. I remember all I know is, and then it was <laughs> there was Rose. Right. Uh, you know Thug Rose. How do you yeah. pronounce Rose's last name? So I'm going to kill it. Nama Yunus. Nama Yunus. That's Yunis. not that bad. I could do that. Uh, <laughs> she's a, she's a she's been in here before. I, we really we really love her. She's so great. Right. And she's a very honest girl. And she's you ever see her fight? I've Thug? seen. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. Tough as hell. Oh my God, is she tough? I can't wait to see. Oh no, wait. So they showed a clip of them. They, they went to the audience. Where they showed the, you know, they showed the fighters. So there's three, you know, three girl fighters, and one of them was Rose. The other one was Holly Holm, and uh, there's a third one where it's, it's bothering, look, it's bothering the hell out of me because yeah. it's disrespectful. <laughs> I should know who the hell it was, but so they're, they're both smiling, and then <laughs> Doug Rose <laughs> is just blind, almost uh. like how she is at the weigh-ins when she's staring at the. Uh, at the stare down, she's just got that a blank expression on her thousand face. yards stare, just like. staring, just looking into the. <laughs> she's such a, a killer, <laughs> but I cannot wait for that fight. I don't know when that's gonna get. I mean, I know the champ just fought, but uh, I, you know, there's no doubt that Thug Rose is next in line, right? Who was the last one? Yeah, uh, it was Valentina. I Shevchenko, knew it. Chef in the middle, and then Rose is on the side, just stone faced. That's yeah. funny. It's so great. Yeah, Valentina is going to be fighting um, Amanda Nunes. Did you see yeah. them at the summer? Uh, at the, I keep yes. saying the summer thing. What is it? Yeah, the summer kickoff press summer, conference. All right, good. Yeah. All right, I'm not that far yeah. off. Uh, they were having a little uh, war of the words. Yeah, yeah, know? that whole thing's worth watching. That was really that's fun. Yeah. Where did they watch that? Yeah. Fight pass? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I think you just go on the UFC website. You can find it on the YouTube uh, UFC's YouTube. It's probably what's, up. What's the name of it again? UFC uh, Summer Kickoff Press Conference. Oh, it was great. There's a lot of a lot. Of, I just like the bickering. Yeah. I like because you know they're gonna fight. Yeah, but uh, with exactly. Amanda, the champion, Amanda Nunez. Uh, uh, arguing with uh, Valentina, Valentina, they they had a fight. They fought before, right? And by the third round, uh, Amanda won the first two rounds. By the third round, uh, you know, Valentina started bringing bringing it, yeah, and, and she won that third round, right? Now everybody and and Amanda was getting a little tired, yeah. So people say, hey man, what if this was a five round fight, right? You know, yeah. And Valentina got better since then. She did. Yes. She got better, and right. I think that's going to be a hell of a fight. Is that what is that? Uh, I want. I'm gonna, I was trying to look right now. I think it's the July. Oh is it right here? Is uh, the it July eighth card? Yeah, it's July eighth. UFC two thirteen. Oh, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that's a great fight. Oh, that's Vegas, baby. In the press conference, it was great because Valentina kept going. Two months, it is done, and I was like, I know. Oh, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's hardcore. Yeah, yeah serious. I, who, who does who did she fight last? Do you see? Uh, you know? She was against Holly, right? But that's that's the last fight. I think so. Yeah. When was that? Could it have been? Let me see. No, I don't think it was. I think she beat somebody else. Okay. I might be way off, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I'm right. What's that? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to remember when that was. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to one-up Chris the producer here. <laughs> <laughs> he knows too fought? much, oh, man. No, you're right. Juliana Pena was That's who she Pena, fought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pena, she Pena, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Shit, yeah, man. And, and, and Juliana's no joke. And she unlocked her. Yeah. Now, I, listen, that's gonna that has the makings of a, of a, a really good fight and a confidence in Valentina, oh, yeah. where she's just like two months and Amanda not the best shit talker. She's like, "What you saying? Shut up! <laughs> you stupid!" It's that kind of thing, right? <laughs> shut up! Just tell them to shut up. Yeah. I don't Stop know. saying those things. Nobody's got to be the best shit talker for me still to get into it. No, it's I'm good, just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna fight. I don't know. I get excited. But that's going to be a good fight. Yeah, I Now listen, totally. we have one... I know we're going to talk soon to uh, John Morrison who's talking about his new movie. Yeah, uh, I'm going to call him in a second. Boone the Bounty Hunter. But really quick, because the fight was quick. The champ, Stipe, Stipe Miocic. Oh yeah. my goodness. Versus JDS. Did you watch that? Yes. 
Did you watch it? I did. What'd you think? I was uh, I was taken aback a little bit. I didn't think that he was going to put that kind of pressure did, on him. Did you see their first fight, by the way? Yeah. That, that was a, a battle, five-round yeah. battle. Right. But there's a different, this is a different Stipe. I was just going to say that. The, the champion uh, Stipe is a different yeah, freaking uh, Stipe. Yeah, yeah. A lot say of confidence it. there. The champion Fun, Stipe. Stipe. The champion Stipe is a different man. He is. He's a different guy than the guy that he is so confident. Yeah. It's like even like I, I know uh, and, and, and uh, Junior was saying how he felt like he was winning up until then because he was landing some nice kicks like he planned. Yeah. And he might have hurt him with something because he was um, Stipe was looked like he was walking a little bit weird. Yeah. I don't it, know. Who knows? Yeah. There was an interesting um, well in, off, afterwards with Joe Rogan I believe he, yeah. he mentioned it and uh, Stipe kind of blew it off and was like you know like, oh, it was early in the fight, you know what I mean? Who knows yeah. how it's going to affect me, but um, it, it did appear that way. Yeah. And it also seemed to give uh, Stipe a sense of uh, expressed reason to finish the fight. You know, he, I mean, he seemed know. to step you it up a little bit. urgency, no. but because he just looked, it's not like he looked, he wasn't panicking. No. But he was, um, he was going, he was looking, to, he was looking to do exactly what he did. Yes. He he was confident that he was going to land that shot where in the first fight, right. he landed some shots but then didn't almost not that he didn't want to stay in the pocket, but he'd do a takedown or he'd clinch right. and yeah. And it's like, all right, but Junior's got a good defense. He was prepared to be like, look, man, we're gonna hash this out on our feet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? He, I don't, yeah. he wasn't looking for any takedowns. I agree. Yeah. I guess that comes. The confidence comes from just <laughs> laying people out. And those boys are big boys, so oh, it's like man. you know, you just need the one. And any in any minute in any round, you just need that one. And I, it was interesting how he. He pressured them up against the cage and he didn't really have anywhere to go. So to take a punch against oh, yeah. the fence, you have to take the full punch. You're not rolling away from it. And that's what happened. He, he put yeah. him up there and uh, he knew it. If you heard Junior, uh, and what he said afterwards was like, everything was going well. And then I don't know what happened. I, yeah, went, yeah, Like yeah. things went dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly, I mean? yeah. It's like... <laughs> there's something polite about being knocked out. I feel yeah. like there's something very I mean, soothing for people. You know, like, then he's like something, he doesn't know what happened. And yeah. if you watch the replay, we all saw what happened. Yeah. I mean, dude, his... I don't have a small head, but I think Stipe's hand's the size of my head. It's very, it's very large weapon. <laughs> and he just, I mean, whew, he just lets in on it. Yeah. And even his demeanor walking to that cage, just chilling. Yeah. relaxing yeah it's so it's so interesting because he's such like a blue collar type of guy you know yeah. what i mean yeah he's still a fireman and whatnot yeah exactly. down to earth guy he's been to my place a bunch of times he's good friends with uh with both Wyman and he's a real good friend with uh the heartthrob gian Vellante. so you know he stops <laughs> down and he, and he uh he strangles my guy sometimes but you know he's always such a gentleman that I, now he's people are talking about him like hey man not only is he the champion, he might be one of the best ever at cha- heavyweight champs. Well, he's so he's I mean, so how many how many speed. stoppages now is that? Um, I'd have to look how many stoppages in a, in a row. But, I mean, wait, what did he do in a row now? Just, well, this is two consecutive title defenses, which is the record. Right, it's tied for the record yeah, in the heavyweight he, division. He knocked out Verdum to get it. Yep. Yes. Um, he's, man, he's so yeah. I mean, one more title defense, he'd have the all time right. It would be three title defenses in the heavyweight division. So and and, and this and. and Oh, speaking of heavyweights, we didn't talk about those other two guys. Uh, oh, yeah, Chase Cannon. Sherman and uh, Rashad Coulter. That yeah. was the fight of the night. That yeah. was the fight. I was wondering, I'm like, man, they look a little tired, but did they both take that on short notice? Yes. Uh, Rashad That's- took it on a week's notice, and I think um, Chase Sherman had about two weeks to get ready for it. But, All right. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel a lot better, because at first I'm like, yo, this is, they're getting mighty winded pretty early, but hey, man, they yeah. basically both took that off the couch. Yes. And I'll tell you, a lot of, it's funny, man. Steve has five finishes in a row, by the way. Wow. Five finishes in a row. Yeah. Heavyweight. 
He's a beast, man. He and he's a he's no slouch on the floor. Either. I was just gonna say, yeah, you he, can't you know, discount people, what he does you know, on the ground. Yeah, no, he's he's and I've seen him. I've seen him on top of some of my guys, and I'm like, oh shit, man, you're known for your strikes. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's he's a big dude, man. <laughs> he is, yeah, powerful. He's explosive, but uh, and a great guy, man. I, what's nice about that is the, the respect given, you know, because everybody yes. talks about all the shit talking. Yeah. Like Junior Junior Dos Santos said afterwards, like, listen, man, even though I'm not the champion, I'm happy this guy's the champ because he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Like you hear stuff like that and it's, it's you know, it's overshadowed by the, you know, all the hijinks and everything that's going on at these press conferences, but it's nice to hear. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good to have the have- balance of like people's true humility because that's what most people do martial arts. They get that sense like, you know, we're, we're in an entertainment game. Will entertain, but when that time is shifted, you know it's good to show the humil- the humility and the proper respect to people who've like and your respect too. If you've been in a fight in a cage with someone, most of the time, you know, bad blood aside, you'll see a lot of those guys hugging each other. It's like it's not false. It's like you know, I respect you. You've you've put your all against me, and everyone saw it. So that takes a lot of courage, I think. You know, I wonder what this. Um professional wrestler John Morrison he you know he had a, a match versus uh, CM Punk I wonder what he if he's what he thinks of uh, CM Punk fighting and you know this guy's an athletic guy how old is this guy John Morrison do we even know jeez I'd have to look I, I no, you don't know. have to look but I'm just saying I wonder if that guy would have been interested in having a fight if he was you know trained properly you know what I mean right. I always like to ask that to the professional wrestlers because yeah, yeah. they do the you know the, that you know you already know the outcome type of thing and yeah but it's a, it's a very athletic it endeavor, is, you know what I mean? Is, Those but guys you, are but you'd have in to shape. Want to be a, a fighter. But his name is John Morrison. Does he go by Boone or is that something different? No, that's his character. All hmm. right. So he's promoting Boone the Bounty Hunter. Where is that coming out? I want to hear. Hello, John Morrison. Speaking. Hey, buddy, how Craig? are you? You're on UFC Unfiltered with Matt Sarah and usually Jim Norton. But my buddy, uh, Muay Thai expert Jamie English is in today. How are you? What happened to Jim? You got a little scared? I think I think you might have freaked Jim out. I, mean, I think you talked to Sam Roberts, who's a big <laughs> fan of the professional wrestling, and uh, you might I don't know if you freaked him out. <laughs> He's got a stomach bug. This lucha libre I've been doing. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. No worries, man. Thanks for having me, guys. No, nah, no, nah, no problem, man. And we want to talk about your uh, your new movie coming out soon. Is uh, Boone the Bounty Hunter? Me and me and Jamie just watched the uh, the trailer for it, man. It looks like a party. Bro, well, I'm glad you want to talk about it because it just so happens that I want to talk about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. Let, uh, g- give us a little bit about that. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, so Boone the Bounty Hunter is a movie about a. Uh, I was trying to think of a reason for a dude to do parkour in a movie that's not like running away from stuff. Yeah. And I thought it'd be fun to have this kind of big meatheady bounty hunter doing parkour to chase celebrities. So it starts out with me booning Kevin Sorbo, but then. Uh, when Boone's reality show ratings go down, he decides to go after a real criminal to save his show. And um, what you end up with is a is a really fun throwback to eighty style action movies um, movie starring uh, Boone, who's this uh, kind of goofy, a little bit of a narcissistic reality show bounty hunter who has to come to terms with who he is as a real person as opposed to who he is on TV in order to save his friends. Yeah, it, and, looks, um, it looks funny, man. It's really like, fun. Yeah, and, and not for nothing, it's getting uh, 9 out of 10 on IMDb and 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually no joke. <laughs> so that's You know good. what, I've, uh, I've done, uh, since I left, I was with WWE, I mean, full-time for almost 10 years, and I left in late 2011 to, to get into movies, 
And um, I've done maybe 15 movies as just an actor. And these are like your really small um, action movies or horror movies, um, several with the, uh, Asylum, the company that does Sharknado. And, um, and those movies are fun and they're a great experience. But this movie, Boone, was specifically something that I, I wrote, produced, ended up, uh, ended up selling my house to pay for this movie and um, spent a couple years on post. And I really wanted it to be as well done as possible. So um, me and the team, uh, Brady Romberg, producer, Rob Curbison, the director, a lot of the cast really went out of our way to do extra days of pickups to fill in holes with the story and fill in holes with uh, some shots that we didn't have time for because it's a low-budget movie and that's what happens. Yeah, but and, it, um, it looks I fun. I think the result people are liking. I mean, just those, uh, you hear, like, getting those reviews, that has to make you feel good right off the bat. You know, because Rotten Tomatoes, Definitely. yeah, that's that's legit. That's legit sites. Now, listen, parkour. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. I, you're not. Is it just me or I'm used to seeing like little skinny, um, like those American Ninja type guys doing the parkour. I'm not used to seeing big dudes like you doing that. How did you get into that? Or is it just me? Um, or am I not looking in the right places? I mean, I don't know. A lot no, of big guys do uh, it. That's exactly right. Uh, not a lot of big guys do it. As a as a matter of fact. Um, Usually when I'm uh, when I'm training, if I'm training with some of the guys from uh, from Tempest or over at Jam, um, I feel like well, not only the oldest guy there, but also by far the biggest guy there. And um, there's a uh, some of those guys that are they're world class uh, parkour athletes. I mean, some of them are in the movie. Um, Corey Demires, I'm chasing him on the beach, and he won the world championship in two years ago. But a lot of those guys um, often say to me like. They can't believe what I can do with how big I am. And um, I usually say to them, like, yeah, but you can do, like, twice as much as I can do. <laughs> the, sheer, uh, the things that you could do, I can't even fathom. But um, it is true. And I think uh, I think that's kind of like if, uh, if you're any sort of um, combat athlete, if you're a, a pro wrestler, if you're an MMA fighter, I mean, an athlete in general, you really have to condition yourself to be able to move. And really, that's just what parkour is. It's a... Uh, it's movement. Now, did you get into that to help your professional wrestling, or you were already into that, the parkour? So i i started uh, I started training parkour in college, and um, that was before I even started pro wrestling. I was just I was on that wrestling team at UC Davis, and um, I had a couple of knee injuries, and I uh, got bumped off like collegiate wrestling, and decided I wanted to do action movies. So I started training parkour, gymnastics, martial arts, jujitsu, ju and um, ended up winning a reality show to be a pro wrestler. Okay. Then uh, maybe like 2007, 2008, that District uh, 13 movie came out with David Bell, and parkour like became like a pop cultural thing. Kids are putting up their videos on YouTube. Everybody's, uh, <laughs> instead of no skateboarding signs, you're going to start seeing like no parkour signs, but <laughs> it became a, a thing. And, um, I started incorporating it into, uh, into my arsenal of wrestling moves while I was with WWE in like 2010. And I would train at home like once a week. And when I was on the road, I'd try to train at, uh, at arenas just because I wanted to level up my, uh, my skill set in the ring as far as pertaining to movement goes. Yeah, and man. then this is the first time I really, really leveled it up because I, I trained for a year or two specifically to do like bounty hunter parkour or big guy parkour stuff for this movie. Now, 
Yeah, it's very impressive. Now, now, do you do you watch any uh, mixed martial arts? Do you watch the UFC at all, or? Um, I watch it. I can't say I watch. I watch a ton of it. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of it though. I just uh, I wouldn't say I'm super up on everything that's yeah, going no, on. No, no, no. I went not, to a. Go ahead. I went to the punk fight in person in Cleveland. That was that was cool. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I train every once in a while uh, with Josh Barnett too down a guy out here in Los Angeles. I know oh. enough to know that if I. Uh, if I was ever in a real fight with anybody, they would have to rely on my parkour to run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my next question, because you know, I know you, uh, you know, you had a match with uh, CM Punk. I was wondering, like, if you were younger or not. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't even know your exact age, but like, is that something you'd be interested? You think in, in doing a mixed martial arts uh, uh, a fight? Maybe not now, but you know, if you could do it all well, over. I again? mean, you're right. I mean, you said you said younger because I think. Uh, to, to really have a chance to excel at the sport, I mean, you need to start at a really young age, especially now. Like, MMA is, like, so big, and it involves so many different disciplines. I mean, I remember watching UFC 1. Yeah. And um, there were people that were just kind of walking in off the street and getting into that tournament. I mean, those guys would get their asses kicked today. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's always been something I've really been fascinated by, and I and I love watching it. But... For some reason, I've always gravitated more towards uh, action storytelling, which is why I think I was so attracted to pro wrestling. I mean, at a young age, and obviously still now because I'm still doing it every weekend. Yeah, you know but, what I? Um, yeah, you know what I read right here, which uh, it interests me because I'm a comic book nerd. Is I saw that you you did something with uh, the comic book based uh, film producers, Bat in the Sun Productions. You appeared in a couple of those episodes as the Superpower Beatdown series playing you know, I, yeah i've seen those before i'm gonna go watch you in this thing now on youtube tell me about that like you played casey jones in the um so i played casey jones in one and i paid, played the winter soldier in another and um actually we're currently shooting something that's called uh ninjack versus the valiant universe that's uh bat in the sun's first project where they own all the ips and in uh in that Ooh. i'm playing a character called the eternal warrior which uh is the guy actually looks shockingly like me? He's just like a <laughs> long-haired dude with facial hair, and he uses a sword and an axe. Now, is that a um, a new? Is that now that's not a? That, I when I've seen these before, and first of all, I, they're very well done for a, a low-budget like internet thingy. Like, I mean, what I'm watching is like I saw the Wolverine versus the um, the Predator, I believe. Or Batman versus right. the Predator? Or was that right? Yeah, I seen a bunch. I seen a bunch of them, and I'm I'm amazed. I'm like, yo, this is like pretty good uh, special effects for a, a low budget thing. How'd you get? It, how did you just get involved with that? Are you into that comic stuff, or is it just they called you because you look like a superhero? Um, I'm into comics. I uh, there's a buddy of mine, Kevin Porter, who works out at Gold in North Hollywood, and um, I was training with him one day. And uh, he mentioned something to me about um, the series Bat in the Sun, these guys that he works with, and how he thought I'd be perfect for it. And he just set me up a lunch with uh, with Aaron and Sean. The guys, it's a father and son team that do it. And um, the process is fascinating, actually. So it's a father and son team. Um, Aaron directs, writes everything. Sean, his dad, does all the sound design, does all the practical effects on set. Um, they shoot everything MOS, so they don't record audio on the day, just a scratch track to keep uh, costs down and to enable, enable themselves to move around faster. Then um, they painstakingly put everything together 
the two of them. And that's why it looks so good is because they concentrate on posts so much. And the uh, one of their real secret weapons is they have a an amazing visual effects artist named Nikolai, who's a, a quadriplegic that lives in Russia. And um, they outsource all their visual effects to Nikolai. And um, they met on the internet, and Nikolai apparently, his, his life goal was to be a visual effects artist, but because he was paralyzed and in Russia, he could never get access to any cool footage to work on. So for him, like getting to work with Bat in the Sun and creating these effects, it was exactly what he wanted. And for uh, for Aaron and Sean, um, Nikolai was a perfect fit. And it's funny that you uh, you bring them up because I think the secret to why their videos look so awesome is because they'll shoot for, I don't know, three or four days. Like we, we did the Casey Jones fight in two days, um, a day of uh, rehearsal, two days of shooting. And then those guys spent, I don't even know how many days, but weeks, um, weeks probably on that one doing post. And on some of their more visual effects heavy videos, they'll spend months. And where could people watch that? Is it just YouTube or? Yeah, so all those videos are out on YouTube. Damn. So uh, Casey Jones versus uh, Kick-Ass is the one, the first one that I did with them. But if you YouTube Bat in the Sun, I imagine um, yeah. they've got maybe 30, 30 of those superpower beatdown fight videos that are up <laughs> online for free right now. Yeah. And they're fun. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of those. So really quick, hey, listen, great talking to you. I want to know, where could people, when is this coming out, Boone the Bounty Hunter? Because I want to watch it. When is this thing coming out? So Boone the Bounty Hunter is out now. It oh, just nice. literally came out. Um, it's out on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Google Play, uh, Vimeo, all those digital platforms uh, right now. On June 6th, Boone the Bounty Hunter comes out on DVD exclusively at Walmart. Um, if uh, if you think you're going to like, if you're a fan of pro wrestling and fighting, if you're a fan of anything that I've done in the ring, check out Boone because the stuff I do in Boone is crazier than anything I've ever done <laughs> in a wrestling ring. And um, if you like the movie, tell your friends and uh, leave a review. I'm uh, learning now how important those reviews are. Yes. And um, like you said, the uh, the 94% Rotten Tomatoes and and uh, the, the ratings that our people are leaving are, are one thing that's making the movie um, successful and making it so more people want to see it and hear about it. Well, that's great, man. I know I'm going to watch, Jamie. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm a person with that, that kind of passion is, uh, is you know what I mean? It's, that's fantastic, especially when you make such a commitment to the film financially yourself. And you saw the size of him you know? doing that parkour. I know. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> people don't get injured more doing uh, that, you know? Hey, hey, John, John Morrison. Oh, I, got, I got injured plenty. Oh, oh shit, sure, yeah. <laughs> shit, man. Well, listen, great pro wrestler, actor, John Morrison, Boone the Bounty Hunter. Watch it and make sure you leave a rating, people. All right, John. Hey, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, bro. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Cheers, John. All right, man. Take care, homie. Good luck. All right, you too. Take care. All right. That's awesome, man. I'm gonna, hey, listen. I'm a movie guy. Yes. And I'll tell you, as far as professional wrestlers, and I'm going to do this on the next show. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Maybe I'll text, because I think we're going to have um, Uriah Hall in here next show, aren't we? Yes. In oh, studio. Cool. In studio. I'm going to text him tonight to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy, because I uh, volume two, because I seen it. And I'm gonna save my movie minute <laughs> for for the next show. Okay, I'm gonna spare you. <laughs> We've been talking a while, Jamie. We have a Jamie English. I'm happy. This guy, listen, this guy's gonna be on again. Oh, 100. Yeah, I this think guy? Jim would love to talk to you. Knowledgeable too, yeah. motherfucker, man. <laughs> shit, and to think I just had you in it because you have a nice accent. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I knew you knew some shit. <laughs> Jamie, before we get out of here, 
Was I about to say something? <laughs> was I saying you anything? You said Uriah Hall, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Guardians I gotta tell him that I'm gonna give him yeah. a movie review. Oh, cause oh, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, you know my fucking ADD. Is um the professional wrestler turned actor David Batista. Is, oh, really? Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is um he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy playing Drax, who's my favorite character. Yes. Even my kids go, like, who's daddy's favorite? Dad? Drax! They know I like Drax. You know he trained at the Henzo Academy in Brooklyn. I, is he really? He did, yeah, for uh, some of his fights. Is he a nice guy? I very much I enjoyed so. him. He was a nice guy. Because yeah. I, I love him in the movie. And yeah. I hate to meet somebody that I... I, I, I have to say, I, my interaction with him was a couple of times well, brief, but he was very, very nice. You, very I, humble. He is phenomenal in this sequel. And I am oh, such a good... I, I love those movies, and I'm a, such a huge fan. I'm going to save that. So, guys, if anybody likes the people have been asking about my movie minute, Jamie, not oh, you. Okay. You haven't asked about it. But <laughs> no, listen, I haven't, no. Well, the people have been asking, you yeah. know. So yeah. I'm going to do that the next time I'm in here. Jamie, if people want – are you still teaching here in the city? Yeah, yeah. Do you do private lessons? I, mean, I do, yeah. How yeah. can people – I don't know if you want to give you a, you have a website. How can people get a hold of you? I'm at the Henzo Gracie Academy, um, which is where you said before. It's on yes. 30th Street between 7th and 8th. Yes. I'm there every day. If you call the academy, I'll be there. You're um, a fucking fixture, dude. I called I you this morning. Where were you? The, the academy yes, <laughs> I kind of stay there a lot dude you are over, you and John Danner I see John Danner is sleeping in the corner sometimes I go dude this is just so creepy nobody goes near he's like a sleeping no, bear no, that no. man you can't wake him up it's not a good idea John's an interesting guy <laughs> you know, what's funny about John Danner sometimes like he'll he'll be and this happens a lot and guys tell me this and I gotta bring it up to him he'll be teaching class and all of a sudden a package arrives for him oh yeah it's a knife yeah oh yeah and he'll undo he'll take it out he'll look at it hold it in his hand, check the weight, and just like sh wave somebody over to bring him a piece of paper. Oh. Now this is, everybody's doing their moves, Chris the producer. Right. And John's sitting, and as they're doing the moves, he has a piece of paper. Now, look at this, look at my face, look at me. And he's cutting <laughs> the paper with a knife. Yeah. Now, now people have seen that before. This, this must have happened a, a couple dozen times. Oh yeah. He must have an apartment filled <laughs> with knives, John Danner. He must have that. It's a small medieval arsenal. That's all I'm going to say. Right. I may not in the highest respect, John. Right? <laughs> we got to have him back. So if people want to get in touch with you, that's where they're going. Henzo Gracie Academy yes, that's in right. Manhattan. Yep. HenzoGracie.com. Yep. And they could they could find Jamie English there and you could okay. hold some pads. And, and they can beat me up. That's so great, That's what everybody does. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you Chris, the producer, I think this is, is going to be goodbye. Yeah, you know what? Actually, would you mind? I what? Did, I got a message from somebody on Instagram. What do you it's mean? not a compliment to oh, me. Okay, go ahead. It's just uh, it's a really nice message. I figured I'd give oh, the guy a shout out. Oh, oh, it's about like, the show. Oh, this is good. Listen uh, to this. Why, why am I getting out of here? <laughs> why am I got a foot out the <laughs> door. Just kick me out. Uh, Luke sent me this message on Instagram. He said, Hi, Chris the producer. I thought you might like to hear how much I love the UFC podcast Ooh. and how it actually helped change my life. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I started listening in February, and at the time, I weighed 245 pounds. He's 5 feet 11. He says, when I heard the way Matt talked about jujitsu yes. and his journey under Master Henzo, yes. I found a BJJ class near me. Ooh. I took my first class in March in a borrowed gi, and I've been totally hooked on BJJ and the podcast this. ever since. Wow. More importantly, I've lost 30 pounds, wow. and I'm heading towards the next 30. I still suck at jujitsu, though. I mean, really, I'm hilariously bad. I realized that to get this read on the air, I'll have to say how great you are. So that also, <laughs> you add a whole lot to the show. You don't have to say that, but that's nice. Being from the UK, I had never heard of Jim Norton, but I really like him, and I'm checking out his stand-up. I will definitely come and see him if his tour comes to England. Keep up the good work. Us. And uh, that's almost like you, you picked that one. One, you did it because the guy gave you a compliment, and, and it's almost like in honor of Jamie English. I Absolutely. Because yeah. we got Jamie English in here, and hey. you got that from the UK. We have a nice following in the uk i find yeah we do i think so well absolutely i mean look the, 
like without trying to get like the wrong idea people in England and Wales and Ireland in the UK Scotland like they like to fight you know and like they do we haven't got no guns so we have to punch each other so like (laughs) rather than get arrested we'd go to the to the gym or we go to the school we go to the academy and like for 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 real stuff is what attracts people and jiu-jitsu is for real you know Thai boxing is for real so when did you leave Liverpool I left there I left in 98 1998. You're in New York now. You're staying with us. I'm definitely. I'm doing my best to stay <laughs> for are as you, long are as you, possible. Really quick, before we, are you dieting? Uh, are you dieting right now? No, no. Right, just we'll get a slice. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start a diet. But is it on you? I, it's 100. It's on Christian producer. All right, people. We're out of here. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.